Welcome to Employing Differences, a conversation about exploring the collaborative space between individuals. I'm Paul Tevis. And I'm Karen Gimnig. Each episode, we start with a question and we see where it takes us. This week's question is, is it time now? I think what we're pointing to in this question is the tendency to think we're always ready to do the thing I like to do. Like there's a way that I like to work. There's a way that I'm comfortable. There's a space that I'm enjoying. And we're asking the question of that good thing, that good idea, that good experience, or that good method that I've used before and loved. Is it time for that thing now? Because I think a thing happens where we have an experience of an exercise or a method or an approach, and it's great. It works. It gets done what we needed it to get done, and it's fabulous. I was with a group earlier this week that said, yeah, we use the same meeting structure every week, and it's working great for us, and we're meeting with you because our meetings really aren't going well for us, and we're not getting along very well. <laughs> and <laughs> And I think it was a case of they had a meeting structure that had worked very well for them, but they didn't stop to say, is it working for us now? And in the same way, I can imagine someone coming in and saying, yeah, there's this great, you know, like prioritizing exercise that we've used. And Paul and I were talking about example you've had this last week around this. And it worked great for us and it helped us get clarity and we moved ahead on our project. And so we should always use a prioritizing exercise because that will be fabulous. And we forget to stop and say, is it time now for that exercise? Yeah, one of the things that I've carried with me for a long time uh, has been the difference between knowing how and knowing when, right? It's one thing to know how to do let's say, dot voting as a prioritization exercise, right? I understand the steps. I understand how to explain it. I understand, you know, how to get a group to do it, right? Great. But the real skill is knowing when should we actually be using it and when should we not be? Like, what are the the conditions under which it uh, it is useful and the conditions under which something else might be more useful, like maybe some other prioritization activity, or maybe we don't even need to be do prioritizing right now, right? Maybe we're still in this space of, we need to just be gathering more ideas rather than winnowing down the ones that we already have. And so I think there, uh, that is useful for us in general to think about, like that's, there's a frame there, right? Of thinking about, do I know how, or do I know how and when? And I think that the uh, way that we learn um, when not to uh, is by using a tool in the wrong time, right? <laughs> and noticing like that it isn't working. So for example, the group that you're talking about, where it's like, we use the same meeting structure. That's like, and, and, and our meetings aren't going very well. It's like, that's actually a really great learning opportunity for them. I'm sure they're thrilled to know that they have a learning opportunity, right? But it is an opportunity for them to go. So what is it about the times we were using this and we were getting good results and the times that uh, that we're using it now and we're not getting the results we want. Like what's different between those two? Because that's how you can start to develop some of that, some of that uh, understanding of, of, of when. Um, but, but, uh, but you have to stop and notice. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that sort of retroactive or, or very current, like we're already doing it is a time to keep doing it is, is we have to get some awareness. We have to be willing to ask the question. We have to be open to change, but that one's kind of there. Like we, we can see the results, right? You can point to, is it working? Is there a sign that it's not working? I think it's even more challenging to look ahead. Like when someone says, let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. Or when I'm in my own head thinking, oh, I could do this thing. How do I know whether this is the moment for that good thing? And I, and I want to say the starting point is I think a lot of times groups get stuck in this conversation where someone says, let's do this. And someone else says, yeah, I don't like that. And we just get stuck in whether this is a good thing or not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it's pretty rare for someone to say, let's do a thing and that that thing would always be a terrible idea. I, I just don't think that happens. I think in general, if somebody's bringing an idea, it's because they've had a good experience with it, or maybe it's a brand new idea and it's worth trying, but you don't know until you try. And so usually I suspect that if somebody is suggesting a method or an approach or a way of doing things and somebody else is resisting, the more interesting conversation is likely to be the when conversation as opposed to, well, that never Mm. works or that always works or this is a perfect exercise or a terrible exercise. It's probably a perfectly fine exercise. The question is, is it, is it time now for Mm. that exercise? Mm -hmm. There's two things that come up for me around that. One is, um, I like the idea of, you know, if I suggest to a group that we're going to do a thing and somebody says, no, we, we shouldn't do that. Right. And uh, I, I, I love the idea. I was just going to ask them, in what situations do you think we should do that? Like, when, when do you think it would be a good idea? What are you seeing about the current situation that I'm not seeing that's telling you that it would be a good idea? Right. Because that actually brings more information in. And that kind of connects back to an episode we did a while back about, you know, as a facilitator, when you bring a tool and, and you know, they'll, they'll never do that. Uh, kind of thing. I think this is a um, this is a, a a cousin of that of the idea of well, when do you think we should do that? When might it be a good idea based on what you're saying? So that's one thing that I'm thinking about. Um, the second thing I'm thinking about uh, is really kind of the the idea of um, you know we we have oh of of we have an idea that we want to bring forward. And how do we know, like, if this is the right time or not? One of the things that I try to do is actually go, well, what else might I do? Like, what are my options? Rather than going, it's either this or it's not. It's like, well, we could do A or B or C. Which of those might be a good fit here? Because if it's just A or not A, that's actually less a less useful conversation. Um, and it also helps keep me honest, right? And just kind of going like, am I just getting locked into my favorite way of doing things? Or am I actually considering what the situation needs and then using that to evaluate which, which of my possible choices uh, might be useful? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's useful to talk through some examples of sort of broad frames of what might be useful. So one of the questions I'm asking myself about whether it might be useful is where are we relationally in the group? Mm-hmm. Are we aligned and in sync and and feeling really safe with each other? And then we might be able to move faster or dive into decision making or any number of sort of deeper kinds of things. 
Or are we in a place as a group where we're not really trusting each other? The reason I want to suggest a thing is because we're feeling really stuck. And that stuck usually comes with some need for safety, some, some mm -hmm. level of defensiveness is in the room, that kind of thing. And so that to me is a measure of how much do we need to sort of slow down and bring in safety and use more structures, more directive structures, perhaps that kind of thing, as opposed to, yeah, we're in pretty good alignment. Things are really rolling and flowing. Let's pull structure out of the picture so that that flow just can roll along. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there are exercises that go both ways, right? That have more structure or less structure. And so just thinking about where are we relationally and what is needed to serve the relationships well. So that's one of the factors I'd be looking at. Yeah, uh, I tend to think about it in terms of um, where in the process um, and the arc of, of how I know this thing is gonna go um, is the group, right? So for example, I was working with a group recently where they're really still in the process of exploring a lot of what their options are. And they're, they're coming to the, where, where they're eventually going to go to is trying to create some, some large scale decisions about where this organization is going to go. They're doing some strategy work and they brought together a group of people with diverse experiences and viewpoints because they know that they need to include all of those, right? They can't just come up with an idea that's going to work for, for one division or you know, one part of it. And so um, as I've been working with them, like I, I can tell where they are is still in that spot of learning to see and appreciate those different viewpoints. And so when I got a request of like, could we do some prioritization and, and dot voting and like narrow down options? Like I, I could see that that was not useful in terms of helping them to get to where they want to go. I get why they wanted to do it because it would clean things up, right? It would make it clearer. They could focus on more things, but I could sense in the group, they still needed to expand their vision outward. They still needed to. And so we just needed to be pulling in more ideas rather than winnowing down the ones they had. So that's kind of how I tend to think of it. Um, it's not purely in that. I mean, it is it is relational still, right? It's how are they relating to each other? They're still not an integrated whole. They're still islands of perspectives that they, are, they can't really see each other yet. And so based on that, I was making decisions about what tools might be, might be useful. And so um, that's certainly easier to do when you are uh, an outside facilitator, but I think that's also something you can still do in when you're in the group, right? When you're a part of it, you can be sensing where are we relationally? Where are we in the arc of this process? And is the thing that I'm wanting to suggest or the thing that someone else is suggesting appropriate for that phase for where we are right now? Yeah, and I think that frame of, are we, are we in an expansive space or are we in a contracting space? And naming that. Mm -hmm. because people often don't realize that there are those two phases. So mm -hmm. are we looking for expansive exercises or are we looking for contracting, narrowing in, picking a, you know, selecting kinds of energy? Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's, I think, another one of those arcs that, as, as you say, that we're looking at in terms of what might help. Mm -hmm. Another thing I would say that I look at is what's our urgency? Mm -hmm. Do we, is this a time that we need to get to a decision quickly or we need to take action quickly? Or is this a time that we can slow down and maybe do better? And, and not that we can't be fast and good, but there is a, 
if you rush a decision, which sometimes you need to do, you're likely not to have considered all the possible options. You're likely to have missed something in the mix. And if you needed to do it quickly, that that's a worth worthwhile cost. But another frame that I'm looking at in terms of what kind of an action or an activity am I looking toward is, do we have to do it? You know, do we have to get it done right now? Or do we have the luxury of some time around it? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I had a, v- a very civil, very much that experience this week, right? And I think decision-making is one of those places where, um, where that time element really does come up, right? Because groups that know how to do consensus-based decision-making quickly, right? Efficiently well, right? They can often make those decisions reasonably well, although in really messy, icky, <laughs> tricky stuff, like not necessarily. Um, but also like if I'm working with a group for the first time, I'm going to want to start to try and nudge them towards making more decisions in that direction because I need to help them build the muscle, right? To learn how to do it. If they haven't done it yet and we get to a spot where there's a time crunch, like with some of the work I've been doing recently, it's like, I need it. We need to make a decision. And so we're going to, we haven't made an explicit agreement that we're going to do everything by consensus. And so while I'm going to nudge in that direction, it's okay. In some certain cases, I'm going to make the decision to fall back to someone needs to make the call on this. Like we have these 17 different things we could be focusing on let's figure out which three we're actually going to. And if we can't do that in the time that we have um, by sort of mutual exploration and agreement, then the group is okay with, with me making the call, with the senior leader in the room making the call, with somebody making the call, like to go, these are the three. Because that can be of service to the group, right? Because if they're stuck, like they don't know how to actually move forward, um, to narrow it down to, to amongst themselves. Like sometimes someone just making the call and then also being able to listen for, is that a problem, right? I'm going to make the call. Oh, look, that actually helped, right? That helped the group get unstuck. That helped the group go forward. Um, so I think that's a, a, a another strong piece, right? Also of the like, is this time now? Whenever we make a decision about a, an activity or a structure or a thing that we're going to do, keeping our, our senses open to, did that actually help the group move forward? Did it help them get unstuck? Or did it create more chaos, more uh, unnecessary uh, division? Did it, did it improve things or not? I think to being sense, like sensing that is important. Yeah. And one more frame that comes to me is, do we have the right people in the room for that activity? Um, a lot of my groups, are we doing something as a subgroup or are we doing it as the whole group? And, you know, if we're trying to get input or if we're trying to make a decision, like, do we have the people that we should have for this thing, which isn't exactly about time, but it kind of is. Is it time now? Well, only if the right people are in the room. And I, I see a lot of groups do this around like agenda setting. If they get together to do some agenda setting. They actually have the meeting that they're planning instead of planning the meeting and then having it with everyone. Yes. Uh, so that's, that's a place where I see this a lot of, wait, this conversation doesn't belong here because this belongs with a larger group or sometimes a smaller group. You know, we don't need all of us here to plan this thing. You know, three of us could really handle this. So is it time now is also, are the right people here now? Yeah. Yeah. So to track sort of where we've been with this, I think there are sort of four broad frames we've talked about in terms of 
assessing whether or not you might go forward with any particular activity or decision or things like that. One is the relational space. Like, what is it like between the people in the room? Uh, would this tool or this activity or this thing work given the relationships that are currently present and the, and the softness or hardness, you know, of that space? Um, that's one part. One of them is uh, what... Um, sort of time do we have? Like, what is the urgency with regards to whether or not um, this is going to work? Another is sort of where they are in the arc of the process for whatever it is that they're doing, whether that be uh, decision-making or exploring. Does this fit into where they are? And the last part is, are the right people there? You know, could this group of people use this activity, do this thing well? Those are kind of the broader frames, some of the questions that we ask ourselves about uh, is it time now to do this particular activity? And then just kind of a few other things about it, right? Recognizing that um, with any particular activity uh, or tool that we might use, like, is that the only choice that you have, right? Is the only tool you have in your tool belt? Um, are you trapped into the dilemma of this or not or nothing? Um, or do you have real options um, when you put stuff out there to suggest um, that it shows up if you get some pushback against it, being able to get curious about where that pushback is coming from, what the other person is seeing, where they might think that tool might be useful and it isn't now, um, what the differences between your viewpoints on that are. And then the other thing is just really when you do and you try a tool or you try an activity or a structure, noticing how it lands. Does it actually help the group move forward? Does it, does it get them unstuck? Does it create not the results that you want? And then probably after the fact, being able to do some reflection and retrospection on what was it about that particular situation, maybe going back to those four frames to look at where there was a mismatch between uh, where the tool is useful and what you actually had uh, in the room there. Using that as a way to sort of build your discernment and build your muscle of, of knowing when and not just knowing how with that particular tool in the future. Absolutely. I think that's going to do it for us today. Until next time, I'm Karen Gimnig. And I'm Paul Tevis. This has been Employing Differences. <laughs>